website is Nicole. Hi, happy to be here. Happy to be here too. Because tonight we're doing another 2022 film. That's right, we actually got a couple we've been able to do. This is The Fallout. The Fallout is on HBO Max right now. Do you know anything about The Fallout, Nicole? Have I heard of it? Um, yeah. No, I have not heard of it. I have not been... So that's that time of year where I'm not really paying attention to what's coming out. So just more of a surprise than anything. Came out in festivals last year, South by Southwest. Uh, I actually had not heard about it till recently, like very, very recently. I didn't hear about it when it came out last year, uh, but I saw it floating around when putting our schedule together and it looked interesting. It was well-reviewed. It's a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sevens and eights on Metacritic and IMDb. It's the feature-length directorial debut of Megan Park, who is also an actor. She's been a music video director, and it's got some people, some new newer comers that you would possibly recognize, a couple of familiar faces. But this is what it's about. Bolstered by new friendships forged under sudden and tragic circumstances, high schooler Veda begins to reinvent herself while re-evaluating her relationships with her family, friends, and her view of the world. Yeah, more or less. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, it's, uh, I guess before we get going, there is about a school shooting. It happens in the first five or ten minutes of the movie, so it's not a big spoiler. In fact, if you've heard anything about it, you've probably heard that about it. It's about 90 minutes long, and it is on HBO Max. And I don't I don't think, I mean, it might be in very limited theaters, but I know it's on HBO Max. That's where we watched it. So, if you have any interest before we spoil Go check it out over there, and that's where you'll find it, and now we will spoil it. So high school student Veda goes to the bathroom in the middle of her class uh, because her younger sister calls her with like an emergency, and I know in the movie I was like, oh no, the shooting's happening already with the, the little girl, and we're going to have to have this little girl die and the older sister, oh. and like, that's, what I, that's what I thought was going to happen immediate, immediately because... She texts like nine one one like very like like a big deal and she it's it's just she's got her first period the uh, the little girl so uh, the, the sister so the older sister talks her through it uh, while in the bathroom there's a couple other people well, there's only one other person there at first Mia who is like a dancer she's very popular on like I, I guess it's 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 for all intents purposes TikTok I don't know if they call it that but she is uh she she has a lot of followers and she's they she's show well- Instagram in the movie. They do show Instagram, but she does a lot of like the TikTok dances too. So, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, she's she's uh, uh, social media popular. Uh, and then while they're in the bathroom, they they hear shooting from the outside, and they rush into a stall together, and they're kind of panicking. And then a third guy comes in there, and they kind of freak out. But it's just another guy who goes to school, and that is uh, Quentin. Uh, who is freaking out because he said his brother has been shot in so many words. It's a very panicky scene. We'll describe it more when we're talking about it. Um, but the rest of the movie is we're mainly following our main character, Veda, who's played by Jenny Ortega. She's in TV. She's in Disney Channel shows. Uh, she's in a couple movies, uh, Up and Comer. She and looks Maddie- like someone that would be familiar to me, but I wouldn't pinpoint why. <laughs> Yeah, she looked familiar. I looked up her stuff. I'm like, I've heard of a lot of this stuff. It's not stuff that I watch. Uh, the other girl is Maddie Ziegler, who she does a lot of stuff with Sia. She's done music videos with Sia. Mm-hmm. She played music in music. I don't really want to talk about that movie, though, because 
I don't think there's anything really good to say about it, uh, so we'll skip over that. Uh, and then uh, I'm not sure the actor avoid Quentin Niles Fitch. She's, Maddie Ziegler started in Dance Moms, and she became so there you go. Um, wow. She became very sought after for music videos and such because obviously she's very talented, and she fell into the grip of Sia, and I think that <laughs> the grip of Sia. <laughs> I think she became a bit polarizing to some people because of how people feel about Sia. So I wonder Do if people have problems with Sia before music. I don't know much about Sia other than you don't see her eyes very often. Um, is that the movie she made? Yeah. It's the one about the autistic kid and it's that no pe- people with, any... and they use Maddie Ziegler, right? As, as, the, as the main. Yeah. yeah. And I heard, and... I've heard in addition to being offensive and like, it's just also not a good movie. Like I, I have, I have uh... not watched it, but I, uh, I, I think that's, Sia, not to get off topic too much here, but I think that Sia has been known to use some controversial people or topics. I mean, she had Shia LaBeouf in one of her music videos, and yeah. uh, people didn't care for that either. So I'm just hoping that Maddie, if she continues her actor acting career, that it's not going to cause anything for her for being a part of it. Yeah, no, I, I hope she separates. I again, I don't know her. I don't know the other stuff because I don't watch see us watch or listen to see her, nor have I ever seen Dance Bomb. So fairly fresh to me. Other people you might recognize in this: the parents are played by John Ortiz and Julie Bowen, stalwart TV actors. So I think most people would recognize at least at least Julie Bowen from uh, *Within the Modern Family*. Is that the one she's in? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, John Ortiz and all that stuff. And then Shailene Woodley is the therapist. And there's some other characters in here. But the whole rest of the movie, the 90-minute thing, is uh, Veda. Uh, well, she has a friend, Nick, too. Her friend, Nick, who's... Uh, he, everyone's affected by this tragedy differently. And we follow these Veda mostly, but Mia, Quentin, and Nick to a lesser extent. And then Veda's family. And it's all of their different reactions and their relationship changes after this shooting occurs. Um, and yeah, it's like a coming of age, slice of life, uh, drama, some comedy in here too. They, they try to keep it light where they can, where, and then it obviously gets heavy where it's going to get heavy. Nicole, what'd you think of the fallout? Um, well, it's pretty obvious in the beginning that, uh, it's going to be an emotional couple scenes, um, once we get to the bathroom situation um very like emotional scene and just not seeing anything but hearing it and watching the reactions of the the children and when quentin comes in he's covered in blood and they don't know what's going on or where it is you know they hear someone come into the bathroom who could it be like very scary and I mean, uh, obviously, we don't get into political things on this podcast here, but... Uh, no, we, we as much as possible. It's Yeah, um, but just taking a step back and thinking, um, as a, an American citizen, as a human being that's watching gun violence and whatever you would say about it, it's it feels very real, so... Um, it's, it's really a scary situation, a really scary scene and very emotional to me. The scenes immediately following are really interesting, watching the emotions of the people involved and everyone has a different involvement. 
I will say that at one point, and I shouldn't feel this way, but I'm watching the movie, so I'm going to kind of critique it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I shouldn't even say. You can't start it out. Just, no, no, no. You gotta, you, come on. Would you, you can critique things just because it's a heavy movie with sensitive things. Does not mean that can't be things you don't like? Um... <laughs> you're really nervous come on just say it <laughs> i don't want anyone to think ill of what i'm about to say i will but... cut out this whole thing if it's that bad but i i probably won't I... because it probably won't be that bad so come on i don't think that her reaction is as warranted in this situation as someone else that we would be following that was watching it happen i don't know Remember you're talking about our part... main character yeah okay I've never been a part of any of this situation and I have no right or reason to state anything of how someone feels. So it's wrong of me to say, but a whole story about this girl doesn't seem warranted to me. So I don't know, but I put that aside obviously to watch it and I can feel the hate rushing over me right now because I just said that, but like, (laughs) you're allowed to not like her reaction i I suppose what i'm trying to say about it is this was an odd grouping of people to follow during this crisis like i maybe i wish it was more about quentin because he was affected in a different way because he lost his brother he's the one who lost his brother yeah and having these other people that are emotionally traumatized by it be a part of his story rather than him being a small piece of her story. I think that might've been better for me. Um, as we progress and we see her going through the depressive states that she's in and, uh, what's forming into PTSD and, and all like the scenes with her at the, um, therapist's office and all. I just, I'm not in it. Like I, I, <laughs> I don't. If you're like not it. into her, you're not into a lot of the movie because that is, she is the main main of the four kids. She. I by did far not the like her. Character. I did not I, like the main character. I didn't like the attitudes. I don't know how. I mean, I'm not 16. <laughs> I feel like I'm at the age where I can be removed from it and not understand it. So, uh, it's it doesn't quite make sense to me the reactions and the laxadaisicalness of the therapy i i i don't feel a connection to this movie so interesting what what i said interesting like these don't feel like people this isn't ring true to you like this isn't how people you think would react i can't all the people i cannot connect okay i i cannot connect to this because um i have not been in this situation before and i should have never put any you know, dis, dis to the way that people are reacting, but it was, this is just an, people acting. Well, I know, but so, they're acting like, they're acting like somebody, like there's different ways kids are going to react. And the, the character we follow is the kid who she, beforehand, she's not like, we can't get a whole lot of what she was like beforehand, but once she, once the incident happens, her and Mia become close, who, when they weren't before. They both feel outcasty in their own ways. Mia is very privileged. She has dads that are traveling artists, and they do not 
care about her at all because they never come to check up on her and they're always doing their own thing. We never even see these people. Uh, but she lives in a large house, but she's by herself. She has no friends. And then Veda is got a pretty tight knit close family. And the way she reacts is she basically throws herself into drinking and doing drugs and numbing herself. And that's her reaction. Quentin is a little more, um, He's a little, he, he, he takes it in much better stride than the other characters. He seems to have a pretty good head and a shoulder for being, like he said. But we like don't even said. see him that often to see his grieving process as, as that because it's not no, following we, him. We see it affects him when he comes over and hangs out with Veda and uh, something like kind of triggers him. Like he gets like a text from like a family member. I don't really know even what, exactly what happens it, in that they scene. They don't but, say, yeah. But you get the idea that like he's hurting more than he's letting on. Um, and then the fourth character, Nick, who we get more of at the beginning, because Nick is like Veda's best friend at the beginning. And after this event, he becomes like the face of the like an, ad- po- an advocate the, for he's be- an a- like an activist. He becomes like the face activist, of the activist getting a legislation bill passed to ban you know, assault rifles or whatever. He's the activistic person, and then we don't follow him as much. Um, out of these four, and you said you wish we followed Quentin the most. Right, like, because you think he would be the most interesting out of the, those four to follow. Maybe due to the to the content of this film, because I just feel like the emotions I'm watching don't make sense to me with the with the subject matter. I don't know. It's so difficult for me to say because I I'm not I don't I do not like this movie. Um, you do not like this movie. I do not like this movie. <laughs> I don't know if that was obvious, but I, I did not care for this. I didn't find anything interesting about the girls that we followed and their grieving process. It felt really forced to me in this movie. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, that we see a couple scenes where the family dynamic is changing and she doesn't talk to her sister, her younger sister anymore. That kind of thing tugs at me. I have a younger sister and, you know, I I've, have felt a, a loss of connection at some point in our growing up eight years. And that is a sad thing. So that's something I connected with. But I don't I don't connect with 16 year old uh, social media influenced age of uh seeing everything that happened from your school on the uh internet and things like i just i can't i can't grasp it maybe the way that they wanted me to watch it this is a squarely younger movie too like as we are no we are no longer young we are in our late 20s now we are all done with being the relatable generation this is a squarely gen z movie where it's for a long time it was still like people were still hanging on to millennials being the young people and it's it's no longer the Gen Z is squarely the high school and college population now. And the way these characters talk and interact with each other, to me, rang pretty true based on the Gen Z content that comes across, like, my social media's TikTok kind of pages. Uh, like, they, like uh, the, they have a lot of lingo that, like, I only understand because, like, I saw a video once of someone that age, like, doing it correct. Like, and I'm like, oh... This is not, I, I, I no longer feel like these, because when I watch coming of age movies with uh, high schoolers and college students, I, this is like one of those, the first kind of movies where I'm like, I am definitely not 
young anymore. It's not, <laughs> like, said, a, it's not like a Project X or whatever. Where you right, Project like, X. Oh, I'm like, kind of that age. Oh, I get it. I, lo- I still love that movie. But again, Project X or you know, Super Bad or something like that. Right. <laughs> and like even the movies that came out in 2017, 2018, I can still kind of get it. Like I can still, I still kind of connect with it. This feels like they. This is a square generation beneath me, and like I am no no longer now. I now if I watch coming of age movies, which I like, I like the coming of age genre as, as a whole. I think it's some of my favorite movies. Um, I have to this is, adjust. This is the kind of place I'm at in my head where I think would I like this movie if the main presence of the whole thing theme was not based around a school shooting because that. The school shooting situation is very upsetting to me, and that is a, a an emotional drive in a film, something like that for me. So I it sounds like you're more no, frustrated that you don't but, like it because the subject matter is heavy. You're like, this should be emotional, and I wish I connected, that, but I didn't. That sounds very accurate to how I'm feeling. But when we're talking about you know this, that I'm going to be 30 years old this year, and do I not? understand i think you're an old lady who doesn't know who's out of touch with the kids i really do i think that's your part of your problem with this (laughs) but um yeah would i like this movie if if this if the topic wasn't a heavy subject that i find uh important and the answer would be no i would not like this movie even more if it didn't have that theming so yeah i think you're right like this this is giving me internal conflict of if I'm a bad person or not. Because no, this, that's that's, that's why I wanted to say like you cannot <laughs> like a movie because you didn't like the movie. I, I I haven't said I've. This is an excellent movie. I really love this actually a lot. And I don't know how often you looked over, but I was crying a lot in this. I really enjoyed this a lot. The humor worked amazing for me. I love the it has this kind of a dulled camera look that I've seen recently. Like one of my favorite movies, Zola, kind of had it last year. Uh, uh, Baker movie, Sean Baker movies kind of have it. Florida Project. You know what movie this reminded me of? What's this remind you of? The one with the two kids that are going around Los Angeles at night trying to get to the stadium. Oh, Concrete Kids. Yeah. It kind of, it it looks kind of like that. But, and I don't love that movie. I don't really like that movie. Even the the content, it was like two kids. I mean, they were young kids, but regardless, like they, it was a whole different attitude. They were like 10 year olds or like 11 year olds. Yeah, but they acted older. It's a whole different attitude of of young people now that is like just different. Like, <laughs> kids these days. You're I know. Doing, I sound so you're kids stupid. these days. I think. I think moving forward, I'm going to be curious to track your reaction to young people movies because the last young person movie that you loved that's recent, Booksmart, probably. What was that? Two years ago? Three years ago? Because you love Booksmart. Yeah, it's probably even older than that. That was when we, we, we had the show, so it wasn't that long. That's what I'm saying. Like, Booksmart still felt like I could be that person. This is mm-hmm. not. This is, like, another another uh, removal from. And uh, so, like, I I loved our main character, and I'm glad she is. the Of the four perspectives we could have followed, and we really don't follow any other kids. It's these four kids. We don't we don't really talk or think about anybody. I mean, It's I like one know. drug dealer kid in it. Yeah, yeah, but his purpose is to literally give her ecstasy, so she 
roles in class, which that's another thing is like when it comes to these four, I have thankfully not experienced uh, a shooting close to home or where I was around or had a family member. So I'm fortunate in that aspect. And I think out of these four, I connect most to Veda. Like I kind of would throw myself into numbing myself because I kind of already do that now with any time I feel like, yeah, I don't really want to think about stuff. Um, Cause it's just the one I would pick. And then like, if we had followed Quentin and it would have been the brother, I think it would have become too melodramatic lifetime TV movie for me. And like too like, he's still there with you. And like, I'm like, that's not what I want from this. I want the, I want the larger trauma of just being afraid to be around. I will say that this movie is fresh in that way, that it is a fresh perspective on someone who was affected by a situation that wasn't the, the direct, you know, person that we would expect to be following. Like, obviously they still had a connection to this. So it's interesting that they chose someone like that where they are showing them going through the process, but they are bringing in other aspects of their life where it's not just centralized around losing somebody. or It's not or centralized something. even around the shooting. It's centralized right. around the shared trauma by the characters. And it's not, it could have been a different thing. Shooting is just the contemporary thing for it to be. Because if, if they wanted it to be an anti-gun... Uh, we need restrictions, guns out of school kind of movie, we would have followed my least favorite of the four kids, Nick. I don't want to follow the... Because there's so many of those now. It's so easy to have a movie where like it's the young activist kid, and he's marching, and he's going on the news and saying, you got, you don't understand. Like, we need... Like, you don't have our best interest. And, like, I don't... I'm like, I get that. I already understand that movie. And I've that movie, I don't... I'm not going to be as interested in. It's not going to be fun at all. This is like you said, you at one point you were like, what is the tone of this? Cause I think you were not enjoying it. Like I was. And I'm like, it is kind of a weird tone because there's a lot of, there's a lot of humor in here for something that's not supposed to be, it's not a funny event, but like they're getting drunk and getting high at the pool, like uh, Veda and Mia together, which are a good odd couple. I like them. I like that. They would never be friends. And now that they're yeah. they're bonded by this one thing, and they're both so lonely, and they can't like connect to any other people the same way, uh, like Veda, Veda, because Veda and Nick are friends beforehand. They don't, but they don't react to this event at all the same, and it kind of makes them not friends at the end. Like they don't really even reconcile, and uh, it brings them to Quentin, who's just like a knight. Like he's just a good, solid dude. Like there's just you, you just like him to be around. Um, Mia is a very interesting character because I feel like she brings another element to the theming of this movie, which is, um, you know, her depression and everything's not always what it seems, especially as a young person who's an influencer, if you must, and... You know, she looks like she's got it all, and they talk. The right. Dana and Nick talk about that, but meanwhile, she's been at home for weeks on end alone, and her parents didn't even call her that we know of. They even check on her after there was a school shooting. They might not probably don't even know. So, just I mean, even if they did, impressive it, it, 
state. How would you not know? <laughs> like that's the thing is like what terrible parents that like right. they just And it even goes further into showing her who knows what she was doing in the sauna that we find her li- like lifeless in and was that a, right. a cry for help or was she just tired of this and it's that's the th- more theming that I am more interested in seeing how children with social media are reacting to things so we really did follow your least interesting character because because he sounds like even even mia would have been more interesting for you to (laughs) follow (laughs) Uh, is a really weird person and i don't know Vader's who i connected with the most i'm like that's the kid i could be like if i were young now i could maybe i kind of get her more than the other three she's very weird to me that she's Seems very involved with her family. and It is. They're this, a, tight, a pretty tight-knit family. They are. But at the same time, rebelling but not. And still honest, but doing things that she knows are, isn't going to be, you know, driving with her family. But yet she's a virgin and never did drugs before, never drank before. Very interesting character, but... I, I don't know someone like that. I don't know how Interesting. that could, is. I feel like she's a good she's a good modern day representation, and the family is too because older times, you know, like parents were either like way strict or like way hippie or like they they were a little more caricature. Whereas like this actually rings true is like the parents are concerned and they they want you to tell everything, and then when you tell them everything, we see the one scene where she. They find her and the mom, Julie Bowen's character, finally like reconnect after you know the the distance between them, and she knowledge dumps on her like, oh, that night when I came home drunk, I was also having sex, and I was and I was I got fell out of school the other day because I was rolling on E, and like she just dumps all this, and <laughs> and then she, the mom's like, all right, well, thank you, okay, and then she's like, she has to process it, but like an old school thing would have been like parents yelling or like being like mad or like doing some sort of crazy punishment i just don't think that's the way it is anymore and i think it's for the better i think it's more constructive to be like these parents i like that the dad takes you for the screaming thing that scene teared me up i that scene made me made me cry because that scene also followed the biggest cry scene for me which is when the younger sister crawls into bed with her and is like i'm sorry i called you that day it's my fault you almost got killed and like that oh Oh, that hurts. Yeah, her, like I agree her with I think that. her family interactions are actually and that's another thing is like I think all the interactions between all the characters are pretty good. I think maybe if you wanted to have an exception. I don't know if Shailene Woodley's therapist oh, what the fuck quite that? fits. She's a but she still is like it's this very like gentle we're all buddies. 16-year-olds and 40-year-olds are just... We're all friends. There's no more... The authority lines are down. Everyone just kind of talks to each other like they're equals, which I kind of like. And I think that's kind of where we're moving as a society. And I think it's more accurately reflected here. Sometimes the sometimes older movies... Not even older movies. Movies that are made now, they feel too rigid in their... I am parent, you are kid. I am therapist, you are other kid. I am popular kid, you are unpopular kid. Like... This feels a lot, so much more blended and, like, real how it is now. Well, yeah, I feel like people didn't want to step out of that for a long time because that's kind of how things have been till about five years ago. Yeah, it's been that for, you know, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years of humanity. 
Yeah, but now that we, there's just a totally different level of non-privacy and communication without speaking. Like, there's so many ways that you could not talk to your your family for days and days and you still are fully immersing yourself in content and communication with others. And, like, that's why that character is so interesting because... She doesn't seem wrapped up in the like the TikToks and that her sister's doing and the Instagram that her friend is on. Like she actually sits and talks to her parents and I think that's showing something different than what it is now. There's some good parts where like I like when I, the scene where she's texting and it does the thing that a lot of movies have done recently, which I like. I think it's a good move where they, they text and the text pops up on the screen. And it does, they kind of show it in different ways. Um, mm-hmm. But when she's texting Quentin and Mia, and she's at Mia's house and Mia's doing the video behind her over and over again. I think you also laughed at that scene. That's a good, like, it's it, like it's just like a, a nice little slice. There's a lot of good slice of life moments that, like, if, you, if there were 10 years ago, it would be so weird. And now I'm just like, yeah, that's. This just makes sense to me now. And that that scene in particular, to me, just shows how overwhelming some things are. Like, you, if you know me, I've got horrible sensory issues. And something like that, where <laughs> it's constant texting and the bloop, 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 plus the dance moves with the same song going over and over again. And all of this happening in the room, but... That is how life is now. Like it's just I think it's too fast for you. You're already you're already too, a seventy year old lady. Yeah. <laughs> it's just oh, yeah. you know, some things can be overwhelming. So just wa- seeing that seeing that main character block out completely the TikTok dances, that was really an interesting move in term for that scene. I, I like that too. I think it's genuine because I don't think most kids would notice. I I don't notice those. Things. I mean that's that's part of my you, <laughs> obliviousness. But I think that's just kind of you focus on the thing you're focusing on because there's so many things going on around you at all times and so many thoughts and so many yeah. things, sounds and like movement. Like eh, I just don't know. Like I, I focus on the thing I'm focusing on. It's like I don't scrolling really on our phones while watching a movie while on the phone with somebody. Like it just. <laughs> well, for what, when, when, when we do movies for this show, I make sure. Not on my phone because I like to immerse. Like if I'm watching a shitty movie, I know it's shitty, and I'm within 20 minutes. I'm like, all right, I can I can dip in the phone back and forth. I'll be okay. But when it's for this show or if it's a movie I want to see, you know, I, I try to kids these days give it the respect. You know, which, kids these days, their yeah, hands, that's, their phones are glued to their hands. Is, is that we watched something where they said that? It wasn't this though. It was oh, yeah, it was that show? Else. It was what is that show called? The British one with the it's like uh, a crime show close the irish call close call yeah yeah Something i don't like know that. it's on netflix also it's uh stay oh stay close yep yeah, james nesbitt yeah it's, it's not james i'm mrs nesbitt uh <laughs> i don't want to talk about that show uh we we kind of brushed around it but that bathroom scene in the beginning i immediately and this is a directorial debut immediately i was like this like, I am on board for this ride. I love the bathroom scene from when she first walks in and her and she's trying to talk to Mia, kind of. 
and like give her compliments and start a conversation and Mia's kind of being popular girl rolls her eyes and then you find out she's not that at all when once you actually get into the movie but it's a good setup then when the gunshots go off and they they crouch they panic crouch in the stall the act the, the two of them are like I I thought they were really selling it the shoes fall in the toilet the one girl throws up the kid, other guy shows up and he chooses to crawl into there just to be around somebody else and I I, I don't know I thought. Jenny Ortega, Maddie Ziegler, and Niles Fitch, the three in actors in that scene. Amazing scene. Love love the setup. Really powerful. I did, I did too. Um I you know, I can only imagine if you're those girls in that stall and you hear the door open and you hear some someone climbing into your stall. Yeah, I wasn't sure. What the what the fuck what is happening? What do you do? And she she says to her sister later on, I could only mutter one text and it was to you and to tell you I love you. And yeah, just, that was good. You know, thinking about her uh, being in the stall with her phone, she could have done anything and chose to send a text to her sister like that. The whole scene really, as, as I stated, was so like heart wrenching. It was like just can't fathom it. I feel like you would text your sister. That would be your first text in a situation like that. Oh, you might not actually be. You might be paralyzed. You might not be able to do anything. Um, I hope and pray I'm never in the situation to know. So, <laughs> yeah, right. it would be you. You would be. You would be mine. I'm trying to think because oh, like, that's nice. Oh, I wasn't trying to set you up. I was just having like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'd have to get to it too. It's like that common question, if your mom or your wife were hanging on the edge of a cliff, who would you pull? Oh, mine's an easy order. It would go. I'd save you first, brother second, mom third, dad fourth. And then after that, I don't really think about it, because usually they don't ask, like, oh, your best friend from college? Or, or your dog. Or, th- yeah, exactly, or your closest <laughs> pet. Or you could save three coworkers, but you could only save one distant relative. Like, I don't, they don't care about that. <laughs> they want to know when, it, when, it, when shit's on the line. You saving your mom or you saving your fiance? Like, or, or your husband or wife? Or which sibling are you saving? That's what they want to parent. Um, but I won't make you do that here. Maybe we'll do that for another episode because that's a fun, that's a fun <laughs> game that I, that's a fun game that yeah, I like to play. Real fun. The backlash is going to be great. Oh, it's fun for me because. No, of those four people, no one's really mad at the order except maybe my mom a little. But like, no one's, <laughs> no one's, no one's particularly mad at their ranking there because it's just like, yeah, that's, that's that makes sense. Like in my, you know, yeah, I'd like to that. see what they do in that. I would like to see what she does in the situation when you and her brother are hanging on a cliff. Um. Oh, she couldn't choose. She she would whatever the sacrifice whatever. No, like, it's like, you can either save one or they both die. We're both dead. I don't think she could do it. I really don't. I, I don't think she could do it. Um, if I said something wrong, I, I'd be more likely to say something wrong to where my brother would be saying, where I'd be like, oh, something about finances and if you guys die, imagine the estate. What if she estate. was so serious and literally, like, threw you off? Like uh, well, I mean, I, I'd be dead. I, I, one, I, and two, I wouldn't take a person because I'd be like, all right, I'm second. That's not that bad. Like, that's pretty good to be someone's second. Like, like out of all the people you know, I'm number two. That's pretty good. There's some people where their kids aren't it's even. only two options, buddy. <laughs> well, we, we asked your mom this question once, and she had a very interesting ranking. <laughs> I think oh, you yeah. barely you barely made it to the top I ten. I think I'm a student crack the top ten of family members. Yeah, was, all right. We're off topic. Uh, back on to the movie. Um, I I just thought like I I like the character. We fought. I think after this, 
Jenny Ortega is going to be around. I think she's really, like, really, really good in this. Like, I, I harp on when I see a kid actor. And she's, like, I think she's 19 now, but this was filmed a year or two ago. So, seven, let's say she was 17 when they made this. When I see a good kid actor, I take note because it's tough to act in a dramatic role, especially. And I think a lot of kid actors suck. And when they don't suck, and not only when they don't suck, when they actually elevate and I get tears... I think that's a, that's a good sign. I think she's going to be a thing going forward, especially because she's already, you know, a, a t- she's done a bunch of stuff already. A lot of people are saying this is like her breakout role, and I'm like, I don't really want to go back and watch Disney Channel shows, but like, if she's she this good, like all the a Disney Channel kid, yeah, she's got a couple. I don't know which ones I did, but I've, I saw that she had a few roles on there. But like, she, I thought she's a pretty and like the, the dancer girl too, Maddie Ziegler. She's all right. Like she's pretty solid. Like she's not. She's not as good as uh, as Jenny. But well, that or poor Jenna, girl has been Jenny, shoved Jenna. into the spotlight since she was ten, uh, less than ten years old. I imagine with Dance Moms, and she was one of the more famous ones on it, more popular ones. So she's never had a break. So I wonder what she's gonna do. Yeah, she's probably set too, but like, I, uh, I try not to, I can't watch any of the Dance Moms, what's the other one with the pageant, Toddlers, Tiaras, I can't like, well, TLC is full of exploitive, <laughs> TLC is full of exploitive trash, but like, I, I can't watch. I they're really made for 30 year old men to watch anyway. I just don't like their existence at all. Like, I, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty like live and let live. People can do what they want to do kind of guy, but there is something about stage moms barking at children that really irks me <laughs> to, 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 no, to no end. Uh, one of those shows made Maddie Ziegler, and one of those shows made Honey Boo Boo, so. Yeah, your career can go in a lot of different One was on The Masked Singer, and what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And one is in probably a, uh, you know, it's an award-winning film. Uh, so you can, but also is associated with Sia, so that's good. Would you rather, would you rather be <laughs> on Masked Singer or associated with Sia? It's a, uh, Rock in a hard place. I don't know. No comment. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. You know, we, we, we've uh, the. I mean, the at the end of the movie, the only final stinger is like she she loses. She starts to lose herself a little bit, in, like the second act. There's not like a super act strict structure here. She has a lesbian relationship briefly with Mia at one point. I don't know if Mia is strictly lesbian. Veda isn't because she tries to kiss the uh, Quentin. Uh, which I thought was a funny scene. I actually liked that scene quite a bit um, with her and Quentin in the car. Uh, but uh, I don't know if Mia's old. I, I, I don't really know what happened there. I thought that maybe they were just fucked up and like they they because they were drinking. And yeah, I don't all think night. there's anything based on what I. But it does ca- it causes a brief break in their relationship, and that's when our main character's at her lowest point. Then she has all her scenes where she reconciles with her mom, her dad, her sister. She tries to with Nick, and it doesn't really work. With Quentin, with Mia, and even the therapist gets a final scene like when they talk about stuff. And she's going to go pick up Mia or meet her outside of her dance class because uh, Mia's decided to go back after this absence where she was you know, just kind of super depressed. And then she gets a notification on her phone that there's a school shooting, not by them, but like somewhere else in the country. And she kind of has a panic attack, and that's how we end. We end with her having a panic attack, seeing a message about another shooting. So even after she's, we're kind of at our cathartic conclusion, it's a nice film choice reminder that it doesn't end here. Like, it's it's with you forever, and you just got to manage it forever. So mm-hmm. a bleak, but I think more accurate and earned ending. Um, 
I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on the ending or anything we missed? Um, yeah, the ending is is a punch. Um, I did not did not see that coming. I don't know if you would, but uh, that was a really interesting way to end this film. Uh, it really just showed the the trauma is not going to go away, and if it does, the smallest thing could make it return, and you could only hope that. Everybody that's involved in something like this will find their peace at some point. It's just really a sad thing to think about. Those type the scenes that are about the the shooting and the aftermath, like direct, I feel like that tugged at me. Um, I think you didn't that- care as much about her doing drugs with her friends. No, I I think that maybe the coping mechanisms weren't really working for me. Who would you? Who would you? How would you have coped? Uh, just not not an accusatory, but just like, uh, and you can't really know for sure. But like in your mind, what do you think? How? What kind of person would you be in here, or would you not be any of them? I I could never say. I real I honestly cannot tell you. Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, well, have I have I talked you into it at all, or are you still uh, on the other side of the fence? Would you recommend the Fallout, Nicole? Um, I can't answer that question either because <laughs> come on, come on, we've already you, you're not a bad person for not liking no, a movie. You about already a know how movie. I grade if I would recommend things. I would oh, recommend yeah. I would in recommend this to way. people because I think it's an important topic to bring up. But this isn't the movie I would bring, wa- tell you to watch. I don't have one in the back in my mind to say otherwise. But this no, isn't something that would that would spark my memory about school shootings. I would say watch that other animated one that we did before this. Oh, can you ever forgive me? Yeah. That's See, that's also very good. I don't even know if I would recommend that over this. I I think this is. I, I like this. That I don't much. like. I'm not. I'm not on the train for day in the life as millennial zillennial whatever not millennial anymore we're old it's a gen z zoomer (laughs) teens in high school trying ecstasy before class like that's not my jam anymore i don't think that was ever your jam um i i i love this and uh i i could watch i mean it's a it's a pretty heavy movie but there's still enough levity in here where like i would watch this again I have only seen two 2022 movies, so it's way too early to tell. Uh, I've not obviously seen more than that, but I've only seen two from 2022 this year, and this is the best one, so it's in the lead right now. We'll see if uh, the next 11 months can uh, shake it, but I I will not be surprised if I'm talking about this at the end of the year. I liked it that much. It's like a four-and-a-half-star movie for me. Hmm. It, okay. it, made, it made me laugh, made me cry. It is short and compact, full of great performances, promising young director, um... And lots of on cast. And it's the first of a Gen Z young person movie. And I want... It sounds like you don't. But I do want more movies with this type of thing going. Because I, I... Like, I want... I want the next... I want fresh. This is this is fresh. This is definitely... I definitely haven't seen a movie quite like this before. It is fresh. I want fresh. That's... I, I know you don't watch the crap I watch all day. But, like... I just like to watch the movies and then watch the narratives and you just watch the same thing over and over. And sometimes you just want that. Sometimes you just want a comfort, comfortable two and a half star, three star movie. But when I want to talk about a new thing, I want innovation. This is the right path. So I am very, 
uh, hopeful for everyone in this behind and in front of the camera. And I, I full, wholly, strongly recommend this. So we have a strong recommend and a, a Nicole answer, a, a Nicole non-answer. <laughs> Uh, so that is the thoughts on the fallout on HBO max and, uh, coming up, we got a host pick or two. We were supposed to have one in January, but, uh, because Mama Kate decided to take a vacation after her vacation, uh, <laughs> sh- sh- shocking. I know, uh, she will, uh, will, she'll have to do her pick, uh, in the same month as Nicole does hers. And then we also have oh, another geez, listener. She's just cramping in on my. I, I wasn't much. Well, we have a vacation too coming up, so we oh, have we do. the middle of this month. You're get ready to record every day because uh, we got a lot to do. Uh, we also got a listener suggestion coming up. We haven't forgot just because new other things coming up. We got a listener suggestion that should be coming out our next episode. Oh, I might be wrong. I might be the episode after. It's coming soon. It's a, it's a, within the next week or two. We got another listener suggestion. Keep sending them in. We do take them into consideration. And if they're streaming, we will usually try to do them. Especially if you haven't sent one in before. Uh, but that is where you can send them in. Is Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram where our tournament is still going. We're getting to the deep rounds now. And uh, everyone but Jess is still alive. So, you know, go make your vote oh, count. Jess. That's, yeah, she, her team just, they fell apart parts so early. There was just no chance. But uh, Nicole, okay, and I all still have some teams in there. So, uh, Brennan underscore pod host. And email the show at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. All right. Thank you, Nicole, for being on for the fallout. Okay. Bye-bye. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore pod host, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank <laughs> you.